This show is brought to you by ConnectedFamilies.org. If you're looking for a resource to help your kids stop fighting, well, I may have it for you. It's my favorite guys, Jim and Lynn Jackson over at Connected Families. They're offering their sibling conflict course, but sign up before June 30th, 2017. Don't miss out. It's $44 for you to get five sessions of online training for you and your kids to not just stop the fighting, but to learn the peace process, which is a long-term conflict resolution system. I think it's super helpful. Go check it out, godcentermom.com backslash siblings. Hey, y'all, you're listening to episode 169 of the God Center Mom podcast with me, Heather McFadden. Today, I am chatting with Pastor Jeff Henderson about the power of a father's blessing. And here's the problem we're trying to solve, Heather. And this is true for daughters as well, but let's just talk about sons for a second. When a son grows up and he never receives his father's affirmation, blessing, or belief, he will more often than not grow up and go looking for it. And so he starts living for affirmation instead of living from affirmation. And so when a father says, hey, you've got a daring destination in front of you, but as your dad, I believe in you, I see this in you, and here's how you can be a champion in life, it provides a young man with a centering and a grounding that is just beyond words to describe the meaning. Jeff Henderson is one of the pastors under Andy Stanley's North Point Ministries. Jeff leads the congregation at Gwinnett Church in Atlanta, and he's here today to share a resource specifically for 11 to 14-year-old boys and their dads. And if you're a mom and that does not fit your demographic at all, please don't turn off the show because if you heard that clip from Jeff, this is a message for all of us who are striving from a place of looking for blessing from people here on earth because we maybe didn't get the blessing we were seeking from family members around us. So whether you need to hear this or it's for your husband or for a child in your home, uh, stick around for that. Jeff is going to share this fabulous resource called Champion Tribes. I heard him talk about it here in Dallas and I needed to share him with y'all. And then stick around at the end of this episode. I'm going to elaborate on something I talk to Jeff about that I learned on my trip to Israel about the grief process, the Jewish uh, traditions around grieving. And I've always been looking for a spot to share it with you. And I think this could be the day. So if you're in a place of grief and you want to hear more about that, stick around after my conversation with Jeff. All right, let's get right to it. Here we go. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the God Center Mom podcast. Heather, I'm so excited to be here. By the way, I think I've shared this with you. You've <laughs> elevated my status among the moms in the office when they heard I was going to be on your podcast. So thank you for that. <laughs> I'm glad I, I can help you. I think I'm going to wear a button that says I was on Heather's podcast. Oh, so all for, right. Thanks, thanks for having me on. We'll get those made right away and sent over. We'll send over. <laughs> I can't wait for them to hear about your story and what awesome product you are putting out uh, to help families and actually our whole world, really, if we got down to it. Um, So before we get into that, would you please introduce everyone to your family? Absolutely. Honored to. So my wife, Wendy, and I have been married 
for over 20 years. And to give you a little snapshot into our world right now, uh, the day that we're recording this, my daughter, our oldest, will soon graduate from high school in a few days. Wow. And and I'm actually the commencement speaker at her graduation ceremony, which might be a terrible idea. I think I might just cry <laughs> for 15 minutes. So there's that. And then, as you and I were talking, so last night, our, our, our other child, he's 15, he drove home from the restaurant last night, which really is a spiritual experience. <laughs> Jesus, take the will. And so, so I have a high school senior, a high school freshman. My daughter's the oldest. My son is the youngest. And so we're in a really unique transition season of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got the whole launching off to college. Is she going to go far away? She's going to go to Birmingham. She's going to go to Samford University. I almost and, went there. Uh, I almost went there. I only applied her, to two schools and I almost went to Samford. It's a good place. Well, it's, it's a great school. Her mentor went to Samford. And so uh, she's, she's she's been a big influence, Lauren Espy, on our team here. And uh, I told Jesse, I'm off on Friday so I can get up really early and drive <laughs> to Samford and spend the weekend, every weekend with her. So, <laughs> What a dad. That hasn't worked really well. So we'll what but, a dad. Uh, it's not too far away from That's Atlanta. good. That's good. Long, far enough, but not too far. And just so everybody knows, tell them a bit about what you do in your day-to-day. What is your role? Well, I'm a pastor uh, of a church in Atlanta. There's a suburb of Atlanta called Gwinnett County. And so our church is Gwinnett Church, and we're a part of North Point Ministries. And I work with Andy Stanley here in Atlanta. And before this, I launched, helped launch North Point's first multi-site church, which is called Buckhead Church. And I'm a preacher's kid, so I promised myself I would never do this. I would never work at a church. So <laughs> never tell God you're never going to do something. So I've been yeah. doing this for 14 years. But before that, I was in marketing and advertising, and I left Chick-fil-A. I was in their uh, national marketing office uh, and left that to do what I'm doing now for 14 years. And that's how I found you through my good friend, Courtney DeFeo, who used to work at Chick-fil-A as well. And she's so good at connecting and and uh, helping people make things happen. So y'all have been in conversations talking about this new product, Champion Tribes. And I think it's important. I just loved hearing your story behind all of it and how you as a dad kind of figured out there was a need for a product like this. So why don't you share with everyone listening uh, your journey being a dad to your son and helping him become the man you want him to be and and drive cars safely. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so how did this safely. all start? How did you get get involved in this ministry? Absolutely. Well, let me give you a little bit of the backstory. So speaking of Chick-fil-A, Courtney, who, as you mentioned, is she's she's phenomenal. She, I think she knows everyone in the world, she does. by the way. Mm-hmm. It's so a good thing. Courtney and I worked for an incredible man named David Salyers, and David's one of my best friends. David still works at Chick-fil-A. So about 10 years ago, David called me up and he said, hey, I went to a friend of mine's a bar mitzvah. His son had a bar mitzvah and it was this rite of passage and it was so emotional. I just, it was, it was amazing. And I drove away thinking, I haven't even thought once about doing something like this for my son as he goes from 12 to 13, as he enters into the teenage years. And he said, so I wanted to do a rite of passage journey. There were some books, some really good books about it, but I needed to know what to do. And I really couldn't find anything. So I just kind of made it up and I invited four other dads to with 12-year-old sons to partner with me. And so we've been on this year-long journey, and we're, we're having different speakers come in and speak every other week. Would you come speak um, to you know our little Champion Tribes group? And I said, sure, that sounds great. So Heather, I went, and it was absolutely phenomenal. And I thought, this how have I not even thought about this? And at this time, Cole was really young. So I pulled David aside and I said, hey, when your youngest son does this, he's about the same age as Cole. Can I do this with Cole? And he said, absolutely. So 
we did it. And that first group, I was at Buckhead Church at the time. The end of the journey, they brought all the families together and the dads stood up and read a blessing over their son. And then the son stood up and said, here's what I've learned over the last year about learning how to be a champion in life and a champion from my father's perspective and a champion from God's perspective. And it was, again, I wasn't, I wasn't a part of it because my son was too young, but I was just sitting there. Everyone was crying. Even the dads were crying, by the way, it was just (laughs) emotional. And so I said, I can't wait to do this. So fast forward a few years later, I did this with my son, Cole, it was phenomenal. And uh, we gave him these swords, like like the William Wallace Braveheart swords, you know? Yeah, so yeah, please serious. Don't, please don't get hurt. <laughs> so it was phenomenal. Same thing. So I, you know, read a blessing over Cole. David read a blessing over Daniel. Jeremy read a blessing over Colby. All of this. All of our wives and families were there. And it was amazing. And so we just kind of walked away from that night thinking, we're so glad we we did that. But then I started hearing feedback from other dads because I would occasionally put a picture out on Instagram. Hey, what is this? I want to do this. Um, I have a 10-year-old when my son is 12. Can you send me your notes? All this kind of stuff. And so David and I were talking and we thought, you know, this this rite of passage idea, it's not a new idea, but I think in our culture, it's a mostly forgotten one. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a pivotal season from 12 to 13 or 13 to 14, because your role as a parent is now starting to shift from caretaker to coach. Mm-hmm. And the, these boys and girls, by the way, are growing up so faster now because they're exposed to so many different things via technology and social media and all of that. And so... David and I thought, well, let's just let's just do it. Let's just provide this for dads. And we we thought, well, what if it's a book? And we said, well, nobody really has time right now to read a book on this. They need to know how to do this. So we created basically a digital platform and then gifts that go along with the lessons that we're teaching. And so a dad, if he has access to a phone or computer, all of these sessions, they all get in a group. It's about five, four or five dads and four or five sons between the ages of 11 and 14. They go through 12 gatherings, and then they have this final blessing. And and here's the problem we're trying to solve, Heather. Yeah. And this is true for daughters as well, but let's just talk about sons for a second. When a son grows up and he never receives his father's affirmation, blessing, or belief, he will more often than not grow up and go looking for it. Mm. And so he starts living for affirmation instead of living from affirmation. And so when a father says, hey, you've got a daring destination in front of you, but as your dad, I believe in you, I see this in you, and here's how you can be a champion in life, it provides a young man with a centering and a grounding that is just beyond words to describe the meaning. Mm-hmm. And the reason I can say that with tears in my eyes is that's what my dad did for me. I I had an amazing, wonderful, incredible dad. And one of the reasons, honestly, I'm doing this is I feel like I have a stewardship responsibility. I've discovered that not everybody had a great dad. And I feel like I have a stewardship responsibility to kind of pass along the lessons that my dad shared with me, not only to my kids, but Champion Tribes is providing me an opportunity to pass those lessons along to other fathers and to other sons. And so that's kind of the quick backstory of what we're doing. I mean, David's got a full-time job. I got a (laughs) full-time job. But our hearts are really uh, broken for boys that didn't get this. And our hearts are broken for fathers who didn't get this as well. Mm. And they want to kind of change the generational tree, if you will, from discouragement or really passivity 
to active blessing. And yeah. um, so that's kind of that's kind of the quick story of how we got here. It's so inspiring. I think we can all relate to that idea. I interact with women who are stuck maybe in that place of brokenness because of um, parental relationships that weren't what they'd hoped. Um, we have spouses that we can see them striving in their careers or um, the discontent or, you know, obsessive compulsive behaviors trying to gain, like you said, gain that blessing. And so we long for this for them. And you think if we don't stop the cycle of hurt, <laughs> like it's just going to keep right. going. It's just going to keep going. And the dad that never got the blessing isn't going to freely give the blessing to his younger son um, unless he has possibly something like this. Uh, for the gal listening who, you know, maybe she's a single mom and she doesn't have a husband to walk through something like this with her son. What I heard you talk, address this when we were together and I'd love for you to share your thoughts about that. Um, yes. what are some options for her? Absolutely. So we've been testing this. I mean, obviously David and I went through this with our sons, but, before we launch this, we wanted to kind of test this out. That that kind of comes from our marketing background. Let's test this out with a few <laughs> people. And if, if they say this is horrible, then we like go on to another idea or yeah, something. Yeah. So we had test groups and the so encouraging thing is they've been loving it. But in this test group, one of our test groups, there was a mom, a single mom in this particular office who heard about this and approached the owner of the company and said that they had gone through a divorce. The husband just kind of abandoned the whole family. And she said, you know, he doesn't really have a male role model in his life. Could you be his mentor? And -hmm. could this, instead of father-son, could this be mentor-mentee? Well, we're not not even thought about this. And so he called me up and said, hey, do you mind if we do this? I said, this is a great idea. So there's actually the first night, Heather, there's actually a commitment contract that the fathers and sons sign. And it's, it's old school. We have a candle that we provide the dads. They drip the wax from the candle onto this contract and they stamp it like in the olden days. Very cool. And then, and, yeah. and then the father and the son sign it. Well, the reason I say that is my friend and his mentee, they just kind of scratched out where it said father, son, and they put mentor, mentee, and they signed it. And because my friend wanted to make sure, hey, I'm not taking the role of your dad, but I am going to play the role of mentor. Mm. And it's been so fun because she called him the other day and said, what are y'all teaching him? He's opening my door, taking out the trash, getting up early, doing his devotion. Uh, and I've asked him why. He said, well, I'm trying to be a champion in life. And so this opened up a whole other idea for us in terms of not just fathers and sons, but mentors and mentees. And we can talk about this if you want to down yeah. the road. We, we also have something for mothers and daughters as well. Because one of the big questions I get is, do you not like moms and daughters? And I, no, I, I do. I actually have a mom. I have a wife. I have a daughter. We have a whole other. Yeah, tell me know, about you know. that. Tell me about that. Well, it's interesting. My wife actually did this before because uh, Jesse's older than Cole. And so she did something uh, with moms and daughters. And they actually went longer. <laughs> they, I think they went 18 <laughs> More months. relational. So, yeah, yeah. Right, right. And a very, very similar thing. And so Courtney DeFeo is actually helping uh, us write all the content for the for the mothers and daughters. So our, our, our approach is if we launch champion tribes for fathers and sons, if that's successful, then that can help fuel uh, the mother and daughter version, which our hope is that we would launch that later in the fall or early next year. Mm, do you have a name for that one? No, still working on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, it's very, very cool. I, you know, I just, I told you I went to Israel and just all the Jewish tradition that they still carry on and the bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you were talking about your father and I know he passed away. Um, and 
part of one of their traditions around grieving is that there's a certain period of time before burial where you are not to keep any of the 600 commandments. Like it's, you're to choose not to follow the commandments. Then for seven days, you are in your home and people come to you and help you. They do the prayers and keep the commandments in your home. And then for 30 days, you do go back to work and you are working on something in honor of the person who passed away. And then you present it after those 30 days. So everyone benefits. And it's like giving space for the grief, attributing that this was a really important person to you, allowing for you to just be still in that grief and then making it purposeful. So I love that, like you said, you've been given a stewardship responsibility to uh, help other dads have the kind of relationship you had with your father. Um, I had with my father. I would love to put something out for fathers and daughters. I don't have daughters, but I was one. So I think all of these relationships are so valuable. You know, it's not, I don't feel like there's a lot even for mother and sons out there. And I would love to help that relationship. Let's do the, (laughs) I've got all the crosses there. Um, Every single relationship. And what we're just finding is that as parents, our role is really important. It's not essential. Someone can come in and do some of the things and God can always orchestrate circumstances to meet the needs. And, but I think it's so important and the potential for good is so important to our whole culture. Have you guys talked through how having this moment of blessing has helped your kids now that he's 15, 16? Have you seen a shift in him? Is he, what is, what is the difference on the other side of doing That's champion great, tribes? That's a great question. First of all, I have a friend, speaking of the mother son, I have a friend who I think would be perfect to write all the content. She has a podcast called God Centered Moms. <laughs> do that. So we'll talk about that later. So let me give you a perspective on David's son. David's son, Nick, is okay. actually just graduated from the University of Georgia. He's actually running the day to day of this stuff. He was the first, he was one of the young men to go through the very first one. The pilot. He, the pilot. He was group. the pilot, right. Okay. Years ago. So here's Nick's perspective. So he, you know, goes through champion tribes with his dad and they do all these fun things. And we can talk about kind of what a typical gathering yeah. looks like. But he thought, hey, this is just fun. I'm hanging out with my dad and they have this blessing. And my dad says this and it's cool. I got all these cool gifts and that's great. Goes off to college, you know, a few years later. And he begins to notice that some of his friends in college, he was a swimmer there. Some of the guys on the swim team, they were struggling with things that he wasn't struggling with. Hmm insecurity, this or that, all this kind of stuff. And he began to wonder, why am I not, why am I not being, why am I not succumbing to peer pressure and all that? There's just a kind of a centering in me and a grounding me. And he traced it obviously back to his relationship with God. But part of that, he said, goes way back to the lessons I learned at Champion Tribes. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is, and one of the things we we tell dads is, hey, you're you're planting a seed here. And just like if you plant a seed tomorrow, you're not going to see the tree grow tomorrow. Right. But the seeds that you plant over these sessions, what you're going to see is that they will grow and they may show up when they're 22, 23, 24. They will, they will grow up and show, I think, uh, quickly in terms of some decisions they make. One of the sessions we talk about is technology and getting their first phone. Because typically a young man or a young, uh, young lady is getting their first phone around this time of, uh, in their life. And we just kind of give them our, their phones. Well, the first session, one of the f- sessions we have talks about here's how to make sure that you leverage this tool for your good, not for your bad. Mm-hmm. So those kind of things are, are immediate actions. But from Nick's perspective, 
he just thought, oh, all this stuff that's coming out of me now and it's helping me make wise decisions. This is this is where it's coming from. And so from his perspective, he just graduated from the University of Georgia, all these honors. He had all of these offers to go to all these companies. And his perspective was, no, I think I want to do this to start my career. I want to un- unleash this so that other young men can have this experience like I can. And uh, so from his perspective, it's just been great. Cole is 15, same kind of deal. But I think he's starting to grow in terms of you know the decisions that he's going to make as he gets to from freshman to senior. And I've already seen a lot of the decisions he's, he's made. But he, one of the things, Heather, is that it really allowed Cole and me to have conversations of significance and substance versus just, hey, did the Braves win last night? And mm. are the Falcons ever going to win a Super Bowl? Those are really important conversations. But, but these conversations that we had were, hey, what you view online shapes you offline. Who's holding you accountable to what you view online. Hey, let's talk about confidence and what the difference is between having confidence and being arrogant. And these are conversations that that Champion Tribes allowed us to have on a more substantial basis. And the reason that we call it tribes is we think this is another thing that our culture to some extent has kind of forgotten. Other dads and other moms speaking into other children and other young men and young women, it's just so important. So when, for example, in my champion tribes group, when Jeremy Wheeler, who is in our group, said, hey, Cole, I know your dad believes in you, but I want you to know I believe in you and well mm. as well. That's another male voice speaking into the life of a kid. So we tell fathers, you could do this by yourself, but I don't think it will be anywhere as, as effective as if you can find four or five other dads and four or five other sons to do this with you. There's just a group dynamic that is so important. Do you have any advice on who to choose? To So it's not, I mean, it's tricky because you don't want to be super exclusive, but you also, if these men um, and boys are influencing your son on that level, how, how did you go about, how would you suggest someone goes about choosing? Well, for us, we, David, David said he, you know, when we did this, he selected three dads and I selected three dads. So, Mm. uh, so we had about, we had about eight and then one of the dads and sons actually moved away to London. And so they were, they left, they were with us for about four or five sessions. So I think within your natural network, are there um, some, some fathers or sons that whether you play on a little league baseball team and the band at school at church and you don't have to get 10 if you could just find three or four or five um, one of the things we say is hey if you if you're playing on a little league baseball team there and they're 12 years old well there you go you get to pick I, I, we, we would say we wouldn't want more than 10 dads and 10 sons that, that gets a little bit too mm-hmm. uh, too big but I wouldn't go less than than two two or three. So I think within your natural network of uh, relationships, where, where are there? Um, and again, your sons are going to school or your sons are playing on doing something in the neighborhood or the community with people of similar ages. And they don't have to necessarily be the same age, but we think the age group of 11 to 14 is ideal. If the, if it gets 15 or 16, that's a little bit too old. And at nine or 10, we're going to be talking about some things that they may not really quite understand yet. Did you ever have concerns? Like if some of the men weren't necessarily walking with God at that point, like, is this, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, were you picking men that you looked up to that you would like to have your son be influenced by? Or were you also saying, well, this could be a good opportunity for that dad. Maybe he'll grow out of it. Does that make sense? Like, are you looking for men that are already good with God and 
leading lives that you would want your son to replicate? Or are you looking to men uh, to be in this group who you hope the champion tribe also helps? This is why this is such a good podcast, because that's a fantastic <laughs> question, by the way. So I would say the answer to that, Heather, is yes and yes. Okay. Here's here's part of our um, our approach. Yes, we want dads that are going to positively influence your son. At the same time, if there's a dad that you know that's struggling mm-hmm. and they don't know Jesus and they're never going to go to church and they're not doing anything with their son, but you want to have a positive influence on them, I would invite them into this thing. And I would tell your son what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we actually think, and and here's the great thing. We actually think as many dads are going to be impacted by this as the sons. And we we experienced that. David and I would say, we would, we would, you know, at the end of a gathering, we would say, well, well, boys, we don't know if you got anything out of this, but we certainly did. Because we would end the session by going around and saying, what's one thing that you're going to going to begin to apply in your life as a result of this. And it was so interesting to hear all the dads go, here's what I'm going to do. So it's this byproduct of a dad being influenced because when we talk about technology and phones for the boys, part of what we're saying is dads, this is true for you as well. So, so yes, but I I think I would leave that because every tribe needs to have a leader. Okay. And we talk about that, but how, and, 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 we have a dad track, which means we teach dads how to do this. Um, but the leader, we would tell the leader, you get to decide who's in your group. But if there's someone that doesn't know the Lord yet and you want to influence them, Champion Tribes is a fantastic way to do that. Very cool. Very cool. So you've kind of mentioned technology is one of the pieces of curriculum. What are some other topics that you'd hit in those 12 sessions? Well, look. Let me tell you this. We have a digital platform. So this digital platform basically is an experience. So they just download the app. And then what happens is, is they'll just watch it. And there's, there's a high energy game. We want it to be fun. We don't want the boys to feel like this is a class. Okay. So there's a, there's a high energy game and we show them how to do this. Then there's some group discussions. Then there's a movie clip that introduces the topic of the night, a few questions from that. And then there's a teaching and there's a teaching on confidence. And then there's another session on humility, accountability, motivation, perseverance, integrity, ownership. We talk about finances in this. We want to teach the boys some basic financial principles as well, because if you're going to be a champion in life, you really need to understand how to be a champion financially. Then navigation, how do you navigate your attitude and then significance and success. And so those are some of the building blocks of what we're trying to teach them on how to be a champion in life. However, there are experiences in this as well. So one of the experiences is on motivation. What do you want your motivation to be? So the boys get together, and they don't know this, but the, the dads do. They they show a quick video, and then the dads say, okay, boys, collect your belongings. We're leaving tonight. And they actually go to a cemetery, hmm. and they walk around a cemetery with their Champion Tribes journal, which is part of the gift they get, and they write down their favorite saying on a headstone. And then we give the boys – partnering with their dads a few minutes to write, what would you want people to say about you when your life comes to an end? And we want them to begin, the old adage, begin with the end in mind. We want them to begin at even this age at 12 or 13 to beginning thinking, what do I want my life to stand for? What is my motivation? And so our test groups have done this and they've sent me pictures. And I know that this might seem a little morbid to go to a cemetery. It's one of the funnest, most fun gatherings that the boys have because they just love it. And But to hear and to see what these young men at 12 or 13 are writing about what they want to be said about them, mm. it's it's just priceless. Mm. And um 
and imagine, I mean, imagine writing down what you want people to, what you want your life to stand for at 12 or 13. And then they pack this up in the champion tribes treasure chest that we get them. And we think this will, we, we believe they'll carry this with them for the rest of their lives. And then our hope, our desire is that they would do this with their son if they, if they have a son. So that's kind of where, so that's kind of an overarching view of what we're, what we're teaching. Um, but we tell dads, Hey, we're going to give you, you know, a platform, but you can make this whatever it is you can build upon it or you can just hit play yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, uh, some dads are going to be more confident in their ability to kind of go off right. uh, from the plan, but others probably find security in knowing it's all there. I don't have to, I've already have my job, my family, right. all the things, the church commitments. I don't need another thing that I'm having to plan. And um, there's no pre you know, lessons they have to prepare. There's no uh, books they need to read. It's very yep. hard when, you know, we want to do these intentional things, but if it requires much more of our time ahead of the schedule, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, it's not a reality. That's, and that, as we've created this, we've had the busy dad. Here's who, who we've had in mind. A busy dad who just flew in from a week-long trip. Yeah. He didn't have time to really prepare. We want that dad to go, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Where's my computer? Where's my phone? I can plug it in and I can do this. Now, there are some there are some of the gatherings that prepare have a little bit of prep time, but we walk them through that all. Mm-hmm. And it's only about three minutes in, in, in these preparation videos. So for the busy dad and the other thing, when you have a son or daughter around this age time, this age group, this is a primary earning year for, for, for many dads. And so that, that which the reason I bring that up, this means they're even more busy. Mm-hmm. So for the busy dad, we want them to look at this and go, oh, I can do that. That that's that's we've had him in mind. Yeah, you don't want that to be the barrier to entry of creating this. Like we said, it's going so fast and we have this little window of time for this kind of influence. And you're the voice of a father or a mentor to a son or a mentee is invaluable, invaluable. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you for putting this together and taking the ch- taking the challenge on to create this product. Where can people find it? Where would they go online? They can just go to championtribes.com and they can order it from there. And the the, the box, the treasure chest will arrive in two or three days. Then they'll get a link to the digital platform. And then we also have some coaching in terms of how you can email some other uh, fathers to say, hey, I'm going to do this and and, and go from there. We think this is an ideal 12-year-old birthday party gift for any – our hope is that anytime – a 12 year old son has a birthday party. This would be part of it. You're giving them an experience with their dad. And we think it's a great father's day gift as well. And so our hope launching, it's launching father's day, right? That's right. That's right. So we've ordered 10,000 of these and, uh, you know, as you launch something, you're like, what can we afford? So that's what we've done. And, and, uh, our hope though, is if this, if this sells pretty quickly, then we'll be able to transition to mother's daughters. Yeah, that'd be great. And you know, my, my son turns 12 in August. So you got you got my wheels turning. I'm uh, thinking about good. how we can make this happen. This would be a great great combo. Father's Day, birthday. Well, he's what's your son? What's what's his name? Quaid. Quaid. Well, he's um, yeah. I'm going to send him one. So <laughs> you're sweet, awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll follow a, up in August, right? August, so August. Yeah, well, and he's heading into junior high, and I just I, I think it's a great idea. Um, Again, I use this podcast podcast selfishly. I know not everyone out there has a 12-year-old boy, but I 
since I'm about to, I think this is amazing. <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty confident there's a lot of us out there too. You guys email me with all of your boys and your questions. So um, I'm excited to be able to share this fabulous resource with people and stay connected. You'll have like a hashtag or do you have people tag you online so we that you do. can yep. see? Okay. It's- it's, it's cha- champion tribes hashtag is champion tribes and then we they'll know this when they see it but tribe up hashtag tribe up tribe so up all right that, i like that's, it that's part of our that's kind of our rallying cry when we get start each each gathering all right guys let's tribe up so 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 great i, I love everything about it thank you so much jeff for coming on and sharing your thanks, heart Heather. and uh looking forward to hearing more about it i'm excited thanks thanks for all you do of course of course talk to you soon all righty bye so, of course, the Champion Tribes curriculum and the little trunk that you get with it. I don't know if they call it a chest. Sorry. It's like this box with drawers and it's really cool and it has all the, you know, shield and swords and rings. And it, we just got one in the mail the other day. So cool. Uh, that would be a great gift, like he mentioned, for a boy's birthday. But it also could be a great way to do a Father's Day thing and not something you would maybe start this summer. But in the fall. And, uh, if you're looking for father's day gift ideas, last minute, this could be a good one. I was also thinking if your husband does fall into that group of, um, longing for the blessing and the belief and the affirmation of a father that they did not receive. One idea I was, uh, thinking about was perhaps in your father's day card this year, or maybe in a journal, you could write out some of the affirmations and blessings and beliefs that God has spoken over us in his word. But I was just thinking what a what a blessing and a gift that would be to a spouse, especially if it was in a journal where you start it um, by saying this is what God says about you, and then they can keep it going, um, studying God's word. And anytime they see something in God's word um, about God's belief or love over them, they could write it in there and just Believe it through prayer. You know, Lord, help my unbelief in accepting your approval of me outside of anything I've done. Um, just because I am your child, you love me. Now, I also promised to talk a little bit more about this grief process. I sat on my flight to Israel next to an Orthodox Jew, and he was so sweet. He was so great. It was he and his wife. Um, it was Noah, and he, of course, his name was Noah. Of course it was. And we were just talking, and everything he said, I basically wrote down in this journal. Uh, one thing he was saying was they celebrate the anniversaries of a passing of a loved one. It's called a Yortzeit. I think that's how you say it. If you're Jewish, you can correct me. Send me a message, I guess. Um, it's the anniversary of the passing But when someone does die, before the burial, um, there's a period of time when Orthodox Jews are not permitted to keep commandments. There's 613 commandments, and um, they're not supposed to go about choosing to break them, but they don't have to go out of their way to keep them. Um, This is what Noah said. He said, uh, it's God telling you, I know you're in so much pain. Don't think about me. Think about your loved one. So that's for the period between death and burial. And then um, after burial, there's seven days of mourning where a person doesn't go to work uh, and you don't leave your house. Everyone comes to you for those seven days. It's called a sitting Shiva. Shiva? Shiva. And um, three times a day is when men pray. And normally they pray in a group of 10 men. Uh, It's called a minion. And instead of having to go out and find the minion, they come to you three times a day. 
just love the community of the Jewish people and even like watching on the plane, the minion that would form with total strangers. So encouraging. Like if I could gather with 10 women three times a day, how different would my day go if I was praying three times a day with a group of 10 women? I know. Uh, And then the seventh day of that morning, that morning season, uh, you would get up, go out of your house, you would walk around the block and come back and that was signified a new beginning. And then for the next 30 days, you're still in mourning, you still go to work, but you're in the process of putting together um, a way to honor the person that passed. So at the end of the 30 days, you would come to the synagogue or wherever and you would give a talk about what you learned. You would present what you learned in honor of that person. And I just loved every part of this. I loved the permission between death and burial to just be and to actually recognize that you are in grief and you you need to just like not think about anything else besides being sad. I loved the seven days of not having to keep up commitments and working, but just allowing people to come to you in prayer that I loved. And then I loved doing something to honor the person who passed as kind of a closure. Um, Because I think one of the reasons in our modern culture, we're struggling with grief is we don't give it the space and the time and the acknowledgement and the moment. And so it drags on for a lot longer. So I don't know if that's helpful to anyone today. I don't know how we can fix it in their modern era in uh, American culture, but I found it super encouraging and interesting and been wanting to share it with you. Praying for y'all as you head into Father's Day. I know for some of you, this is going to be a hard day. It's going to be a great day for others. Praying for Jesus to meet you either in that wounded place or in that place of gratitude. For me, it's going to be tough. It's my first Father's Day without my dad. I have re-recorded this five times. Um, that's why I'm not crying right now. I've already cried the five different times. I appreciate all of you who have prayed, lifted me up through this grief process. Y'all are wonderful. Thank you for sharing all the shows with your friends. You are the best, best marketers I could ever ask for. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I know moms out there that need support and love. And when you reach out to a friend and you share something that you've found encouraging, uh, what a gift to that other mom. Thank you for your reviews. I've noticed I've gotten some new reviews lately. Thank you. Thank you for doing that Um, over on iTunes because that just lets more moms know about the show when they're searching for help in mothering and parenting. We do not mom alone. We have each other and God is always with us. So go, uh, go mom with God in the center. Be grounded in him. All right. Have a great week. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the God-Centered Mom podcast. If you're looking for more resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guest. I want you to really understand and know that God is just as present while you are washing dishes at your kitchen sink as while you are worshiping him in a church pew. He sees your service to your family and he is pleased. As it says in Zephaniah 3.17, The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.